Psalm 86, uh, verses 11 through 13. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. John chapter 8, verses 31, 32, and 36. Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you really will be free. May the living word of God speak to us through these ancient words of Scripture. This morning, we are continuing our worship series entitled Commitment, Practices That Sustain Our Community. Last week, we focused on promises, both making them and keeping them, and how those promises shape the realities of our church community. Today's theme goes hand in hand with that idea, as we'll talk about living truthfully. We'll look at how truth forms the foundations of our church, both in terms of our lives and work together, and how all that we do is shaped by the truth revealed to us in Jesus Christ. Now, I know that the idea of truth is a fairly lofty concept. It's hard to pin down and sort of abstract. At times, it can be hard to really grasp. And that's something that we can all grapple with, right? In big ways and in small throughout our lives. But it's also something that's so crucial to our faith, to our walk with God, and to our relationships with one another. If we turn our attention towards our scriptures, we can see the idea of truthfulness as something that echoes throughout them. It's a calling that's woven into the very fabric of our faith. It's a calling that's as relevant today as it was 2,000 years ago in biblical times. It's a God-given calling that lasts for eternity. Our scriptures this morning affirm this. The first scripture from Psalm 86 says, Teach me your way, Lord, so that I can walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. And the second from John 8.31 says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. While it's easy to think about truth in the abstract, Scripture grounds our perception of what truth ought to mean. The truth isn't just something that we know, although that is one part of it, of course, but it is also something that we live out. It shapes the whole of our being. It molds us into who God calls us to be. And ultimately, as Jesus says here, it frees us. It frees us from the burdens of dishonesty, of faking it, of feeling compelled to be someone other than who we were created to be. Now, when we think about living truthfully, the first thing that comes to mind is probably honesty. We think about telling the truth, about not telling lies, about not being deceptive. 
Personally, coming from a background in philosophy, um, I know that this is the shape that these sorts of discussions often take. They may be the form of theorems that are posited rhetorically to prove a thesis or um, raise questions for a variety of imagined scenarios where it might be ethical to lie, is it ethical to lie if the stakes are high. Just so all these sorts of different ideas that could be conjured up. But I think that these discussions really miss the point of what we, in our context, should be seeking. Obviously, truth-telling is an important part of living truthfully. But living truthfully is about so much more than just honesty. It's about authenticity. It's about integrity. It's about being true to who we are. So how then do we apply this truth to our lives? What does it mean for us to live truthfully day to day? The first important aspect of living in truth is living with integrity. Now integrity is about being the same person in all situations, throughout all times, contexts, and places. It's about living in a way that's consistent with what we value, what we believe as the truth, what our faith upholds, about having the whole of ourselves integrated into one. Secondly, living truthfully requires living with authenticity. This is particularly important. It's about not putting on airs, so to speak, not masking or pretending to be someone that we are not. While we are imperfect, we are loved as we are, as God created us. Sometimes it can be difficult to remember this in a world that uplifts perfect snapshots on social media of glorifying the highlight reels of others' lives while maybe overshadowing the less savory parts of our lived reality. C.S. Lewis once said, truth, even if it does not always make us happy, always makes us real. Now the Greek word for authenticity, aletheia, may variably be translated a few different ways, but is often rendered as truth. And Jesus actually uses this word to describe himself when he says that he is the truth. And this understanding of truth goes beyond forensic truths or the types of truths that about what factually happened in the past, right? The trying to find out what truth is in that sense. That's not really what we're talking about here. But rather, we're talking about this embodied sort of truth that transcends even our understanding. It is at the core of our very being. And this gets to the third part of what marks a community that lives truthfully. Transparency. We must be transparent. We must be vulnerable and open and real about who we are to live together as God intends. We must share ourselves as we are, not as we wish we were. We have to be open about our struggles, our doubts, our questions, our joys, and our victories. And last but certainly not least, Living truthfully means living faithfully. 
Faithfulness is about being true to our commitments, our promises, our word. It's about being reliable, being trustworthy, being dependable. It's about showing up, sticking it out, and staying the course. And this, of course, ties directly into last week's topic of keeping promises and how being faithful to our covenants to one another and to God is at the heart of what we as a church should strive to do and be. A life lived truthfully is not one that is comfortable or convenient. It's not about taking the easy way out or being focused purely on doing whatever it takes to get the job done. It's about the process, the living out together, perfectly imperfect, but doing our best to live into the fullness of all that God asks of us. As Jesus says, it is ultimately that which sets us free. Dr. Christine Pohl, who I quoted earlier, um, is a professor emeritus of Christian social ethics at Asbury Theological Seminary, and her expertise is in the lived experience of Christian communities. In speaking about what characterizes a Christian community, she, she says the following, we don't always notice how profoundly our expectations, our desires and practices are shaped by our culture. We bring the values of self-actualization, of individual success, consumption and personal freedom, and the choices that result from these values to church life, just as we bring them into family and into work. And this is not a promising recipe for strong or lasting communities. And this gets to the heart of the matter at hand. Christian communities are called to be different from other communities. While any community may seek to practice truth-telling, we do so for a particular and peculiar, in some sense, reason. We're called to live a life shaped and ordered around the teachings of Jesus Christ. And this aim does not always accord what, with what is happening in the world around us. In our New Testament scripture this morning, Jesus is speaking into a culture that does not accept his words. He's at odds with the cultural norms that he's standing up against. Uh, what he suggests is seen as taboo, as wholly different than the way that this culture that upholds lawfulness was set up. And so it's no surprise that this message still remains in many ways in opposition to our wider culture today. The type of community that we are called to be runs counter to the values expressed by broader culture, by the world. But the words of grace, the words of God's truth revealed to us still ring true today. These principles of truth, of authenticity, will allow us to do that effectively, living out these, these words together, to work within a framework of care and trust. We need to see each other as we are, to know what one another is going through, to effectively care for one another. This, of course, isn't always an easy thing to do. Being vulnerable is difficult. 
And perhaps because of various circumstances of our lived experiences, it isn't always possible, but it should be what we as a community strive for. As our psalm this morning said, let us walk in God's truth with an undivided heart. Let us seek God's way and will in all that we do. If we strive with our whole hearts to be a community that embraces everyone, that loves as Christ loves, and that sees one another for who they truly are, then we are doing God's work. We are on our way to doing this. We're doing so many things in this vein, caring for the needy, such as with our food drive efforts and our decision recently to become open and affirming. We see these statements, these commitments, printed in our bulletin every week. We commit our, by God's grace, we will be an inclusive church. We commit ourselves to be a church for all people. And in Christ, we celebrate, affirm, and embrace the rich diversity of God's good creation. And this is so important because when we are authentically ourselves, although it can be difficult to do sometimes, when we live truthfully, it's so beautiful because each and every one of us is made in the image of God, and each and every one of us has something unique and wonderful that we bring to the table and to this community. And by living authentically, we bring the fullness of these unique and authentic gifts to the table. With our heart seeking God, even when we misstep, we're still doing our best. And of course, missteps do happen, right? We're all imperfect. We're perfectly imperfect. But being a community means that we are walking together. And when we stumble, it must be met with grace and love, the same grace and love that characterizes how God acts towards us. The idea of truth is something that is so prominent in scripture that there were a number of contenders for uh, what scriptures would embody this week's message. And I'm sure that everyone here is familiar with this one, John 14, 6, which I also alluded to earlier, where Jesus states that he is the way, the truth, and the life. I believe that this scripture describes so simply what characterizes the church as a community. We're following a path, we're led on the way by Jesus. The fact that Jesus describes himself as the truth demonstrates to us that the truth is, in and of itself, integral to that path, and the fullness of an authentic experience of how we trod that path, both on our own journey and as a community. And this, then, is tied to Jesus being the life, the source of our individual lives, as well as the source of our lives lived together now and throughout all of eternity. May we embrace this truth in all that we do, in all that we are, and strive to do our best to walk this path of truth, love, and light together. Amen.